Lawrence Garrett, Jack Lang, Dr. Andy Richards, thank you very much indeed for talking to Judge Business School Roundtable podcast series today on entrepreneurship and early stage investors. Now, let's begin with you, Lawrence. Just tell us a little bit about what you think are good investment decisions or good investment models if you're looking to invest in a startup. Well, I guess that depends on the uh, type of investor you are. Um, I think for uh, an early stage uh, investor who is in the angel community or a small fund, you are definitely looking for capital light investments. And I think that is one of the reasons that you've seen the internet really take off in terms of the number of new companies that have been formed uh, in that uh, area since uh, post the bubble 2002 onwards. Uh, larger funds are clearly uh, looking to deploy far greater uh, amounts of capital and therefore will be looking for more capital-intensive business models in both the hardware sector and uh, also in the healthcare sector. Um, And I I think at this moment in time, at this moment in history, it is very, very difficult to work out which are going to be great companies. Uh, The internet is pretty clear to me. I think that's an unstoppable force uh because you also said you know you weren't a great fan of dragon's den but there was a never a time like the present or the recession uh, to do a startup if you want to do one so so the markets could be there yeah the markets definitely could be there and i do think it, it, it is a great time to do startups uh I, I mean dragon's den's got its pros and cons would be my main comment uh, uh to that um i guess when you're uh, uh, as an investor watching uh, doing watching the uh watching your job on tv is not always as exciting as it should be i think um if you if you look at it why is it a great time to start companies because it is such a harsh environment if you can come through that uh you'll probably come through it with a very strong business model product customer base that's loyal uh and you know employee base that's loyal and i think all of that can uh, mean that when the credit crunch comes to an end when the recession comes to an end you're in a much stronger position and that's why it's a good time to start jack do you agree you're described as a social entrepreneur and business angel do you think this might be a good time uh, to invest in a startup or to, or to start up yourself oh i think it's never a better time time is always now is the best time to start the there are pros and cons um as long as you keep it real and actually do things that serve real customers, satisfy their needs, do it well, then it's a good time. I don't think it's, you can now go for something that says, well, hopefully in due course we'll get money from somebody and pay for the next stage. I think you have to raise the money to actually get to cash flow positive in one lump at the moment. But there's lots of money around, both from individuals and angels and small funds but also from government schemes and in due course enterprise schemes and european money for example in france um, the laws have changed so that uh, instead of paying wealth tax you can invest in startup companies anywhere in europe so there's a lot of french money for example People talk about venture capitalists and they talk about business angels you talked about fairy godmothers why because in the old days, the belief was we'll go and spend all this money and some fairy godmother will come on and, and, and give us more and then eventually come and buy the company because we've established the market. I don't think that's true anymore. I think fairy godmothers are, alas, extinct for a while. Okay. Now, now Andy, I know that you think that team is the crunch, crunch thing that investors are looking for if you're a startup. 
Why is team so important? And do you think there is a difference in accepting money from a venture capitalist or a business angel? Um, Let's take the the, the second of those uh, to start with. I think there's a huge difference between investing your own money and investing someone else's money. And venture capitalists are professional investors investing someone else's money. And with that comes a set of responsibilities. There also comes a whole set of things that you've promised your investors. And you're trying to compete against other venture capital firms so that you can raise more money and be more successful the next time. As an angel, to be honest, many angels are simply trying to get a better return than they can through property or, 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 you know, or sticking in, in, in a building society. Um, and in fact, there may be very many different motivations. I think there are different motivations for many investors, and I think it's important um, to understand uh, uh, what those are. Um, you asked the question earlier whether it was a good time to start up a business as an investor, uh, and I think it may be a different. There may be a difference there. I think it's a very good time for people to set up a business. I think it's still quite a tough time to be an investor, uh, and the main reason for that is that the rest of the financing continuum is in a complete mess. And as investors, we are dependent on the rest of the financing continuum. Be that. Uh, be that uh, loans from banks or be that venture capital or private equity or the public markets until we get a sense of where that's coming out. It's quite hard to invest in anything other than a single investment, low capital uh, business. Because you did talk about fashion and how investors actually follow fashions. They follow trends. They don't as you might think in Dragon's Den, go it alone and take a wild card decision? I I mean, all investors are sheep, um, and there's a huge herd instinct. It's actually very hard to move against the herd. And in fact, when you usually, when you see people moving against the herd, they're moving as a small herd of counter-cyclical people, you know, within within the herd. Um, So I, I do think that fashion is terribly important. I think you can see it in most industry and fashion trends as to, you know, it's partly why we get bubbles and booms and busts um, or, you know, on the macro scale but that occurs at the, at the investment st- stage as well and I think I would advise any, um, a- any entrepreneurs or people setting up businesses to be very cognizant of what the fashion is. That's not saying being a slave to fashion but understand what it is. You've got to put what you're doing within the context of that fashion and that's where teams come in. Because good teams know how to change businesses. <laughs> and as the fashions change, they manage to steer it through changes in the market and the financing continuum. They're able to do things that just a good bunch of operational managers can't. A good team is able to, to move things and change things in a much more dynamic way. Lawrence, do you agree? I mean, you actually think it's quite a good time to start a business because you're backing the internet businesses. Well, I think it's a good time to start uh, a business, but I do, I, I do agree that good teams can spot uh, market trends that they should go for. And, you know, uh, extending the team, I think really what the UK needs, what Europe needs is just more leaders, more business leaders who are able to, uh, and I think leadership can take a whole variety of different sort of uh, means, but I think good business leaders are able to, bring together all the resources of finance people, ideas and and markets and combine all of those to make fantastic businesses. And that is a rare skill. 
uh, and when when they those individuals are identified it is I think up to the community uh, as a whole to make sure that they try and succeed uh, and I do think uh, I mean it's not just internet businesses you know there are other, other good businesses out there but uh, I do think uh, if you can start a business in this environment and be successful you will come out very strong. And you said there's a bad place to be in terms of the innovation model, and that's new product, new market. Don't go there. (laughs) Well, I think it's the hardest place to be. Um, uh, You know, if you are successful in that, I would say it's one of the biggest wins that you can have in venture capital. As an investor, it's one of the biggest wins that you can have. I think the difficulty I see in that model is that new markets often take far longer uh, to emerge and to occur and are very difficult to predict. Uh, where existing markets, you know, are here and now and therefore, you know, applying new solutions to them. And you could argue Amazon, eBay are doing just that uh, when they were huge successes, you know, is an easier easier thing to do um those markets the books market was there it was readily established it was multi-billion in size to move that to an online mechanism uh, creates a huge amount of value for that online mechanism uh, and amazon caught that uh, where i think new markets are harder to uh, really predict do you agree with that jack absolutely especially now if there's something there that people want to buy as i said earlier there are only two sorts of businesses Either it's entirely new and you can't make any guesses or bets on that. You've got to spend time establishing a market, persuading people to buy this new thing they don't yet know they want. Or it's something they already know they want, but you're providing it better, faster, cheaper. And that's much easier to do. And that comes back to teams. An alpha team will make a beta idea fly. They'll find the right market for the beta idea. A beta team will screw up an alpha idea. And so it's not an either-or. You need both, and you need both those people in your teams. But you did at the end talk about leadership, the important, actually, importance, I think, of, of having a leader, even if uh, that leader uh, may be a domineering leader. I wouldn't, I'm not a fan of domineering leaders because they are too easy to overload. But you do need somebody, or at least a mechanism within the team, to resolve disputes and to go forward as one. Okay. Uh, do you agree with that, Andy? Um, I, I, I've seen lots of um, different leadership styles, and I, I, I do believe that lots of leadership styles can work. A, a leader does need a rest of a team and, a, and one that functions around them. Um, and uh, I, I actually, I've seen uh, domineering leadership styles work fantastically. It's often very hard on the team, but when they've got the right team around them, it's, it's, it, it's wonderful. So would I invest in a company with that sort of leader? Yeah, I would in, in the right circumstances. Okay, so if we've now got some of these city bankers with their payoffs and their bonuses having been made redundant and they're wandering along the M11 to Cambridge now, what advice would you give them? Let's start with you, Lawrence, in terms of is it the product, is it the market, is it the team? What matters most? Well, uh, can I ask a question? Are you saying those city bankers should become CEOs of businesses? Because I think that would be a disaster, I have to say. Um, Whereas if you are asking them, are they going to use their wealth as investors? um, Then, you know, they should. 
Um, so my experience of seeing investment bankers move into normal industry, if I could say that, and become real leaders in industry is really mixed. I, I, it's very rare that you see that happen. But become good investors uh, in the community. I think that can happen. Uh, so it would be great to see them just using their skills, because they do have a, a great deal, of, uh, a lot of skill, to be able to assess ideas, management teams, assess opportunities and markets, evaluate the risks, and actually put some of their well-found wealth behind them. Do you agree with that, Jack? It comes back to team. I'd hope coming with the investment banker would be a team that understands the bits that he doesn't. Then, if they can find something that people really need, and they can sell to them, they can find the route to selling to them, then good luck. Okay, and, and Andy, they don't go about it, they don't start up a dragon's den, they, they come do, down and do a methodical business plan to start up their business, is that right? I, I, I agree with Lawrence. I, I would like to see them actually acting as investors. I think they have, they have a, a level of capital, a lot of them, that actually can do something, particularly in the seed stage. They understand financial markets and money very well. And I would like to see them clubbing together and getting involved in business from the investor side. I think that may then lead to all sorts of opportunities for them. But I agree with Lawrence. I'm not sure that people who have been uh, uh, playing a, a cog in, in the investment banking community are natural CEOs for startup companies. Small number might be, but I don't think it's a natural transition. And I think they need to get into that entrepreneurial community in a different way. And I think getting involved in investment would be a very, very good strategy. In fact, I'm sort of surprised that I haven't been seen more, or more of them setting up um, entrepreneurial investment clubs and getting involved in city-based angel group. There's a bit of it going on, but most of them are running around trying to, trying to set up businesses or raise funds. I'm not sure that's quite the right way. Just two or three words on that. You agree? Sort of city-based angel investment funds? Well, it'd be nice to see. I do agree, yeah. If they've got any money. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you very much indeed for talking to Judge Business School Roundtable podcast today on entrepreneurship and early stage investors. Uh, Lawrence Garrett, Jack Lang and Dr Andy Richards. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.